Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we're talking all things education, and I really like that because you guys know me. I am a, I'm not going to use the word former educator, but I am a former teacher, official teacher with the DeSoto Independent School District back in the day. So today, we're talking education, but today, we're talking about insurance education. And we're talking it today with Melissa Perzina, and she is with Exam FX. So how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Well, good, good. So we always start a little bit with some background. Okay, so we can get to know you. Tell us a little bit about you, your insurance journey, and kind of how you got where you are today. Yeah, so I got started in insurance when I was going to college. Um, I was working with USAA as an 18-year-old. It was fantastic because I was making really good money. Um, and I absolutely loved the insurance career. I loved working with the customers and USAA is just awesome in general. Uh, then when I graduated, I had to, you know, make a decision. Was I going to go into teaching? Cause the whole time I was working at USA, I was getting my education degree and I had to make a decision. I couldn't, I ended up staying in both for as long as I can. <laughs> I worked. <laughs> you don't get, you, no one grows up thinking, Hey, I'm going to be an insurance agent. Like that's not one of the right. things, you know, but once you get into it and you realize it's such a cool, you know, opportunity with so many different options and ways of doing it. Even now, what I'm doing now is, is, is different from what I thought, but it's all insurance and it's great. So yeah. I worked at, um, so I eventually had to quit USAA because the hours didn't work with teaching. So then I got a weekend job with all states selling car insurance out of a car dealership. Um, eventually I went to, I try, I was like, well, maybe I should try full-time insurance because I wasn't too happy teaching. Like I, I loved both insurance and I loved teaching, but I was never quite happy in one or the other, right. but I, I did try one more stint of full-time insurance with um, HomeSite, which is homeowners for Progressive and Geico. Um, that was a work from home position and um, it just didn't fit right for me. <laughs> so I, try, I tried that out though for a while. Um, but I just kept kind of going back and forth, teaching insurance, teaching insurance. Eventually I found ExamFX, which is a perfect, perfect blend of teaching and insurance all at the same time. Now I teach for all the major insurance companies out there. If you know the name, I've taught for them. Um, I love what I do. I help people, you know, pass that big state insurance exam, um, really good pass rates. Uh, so I just, I absolutely love what I do, knowing that I'm able to help people move into a career that is going to be amazing for them because there's just so many options available in the insurance industry. And, you know, anyone can find a, a fit that works for them. Just like I did. I found a fit that works for me because I'd love to be an educator. And here I am teaching about insurance. So it's a fantastic career field. I love that. I love that. So I know that probably coming out of, out of college, you were probably very torn in the sense that you had spent all this time and this money and this energy in this teaching degree, but yet you really had found yourself in an industry that you really like. Tell me a little bit about that emotional journey for you, because I know you said you kind of went back and forth and kind of did it part-time, but tell me about your mental process with that and how you kind of, um, 
I'm assuming, I'm assuming you kind of use that love of both to be able to kind of find your way where you are today. Yeah. So with education, I really like from day, you know, the earliest time that someone asked me, what do you want to do? And it was always a teacher. I knew that I was a teacher at heart. And of course, you know, as a kid, the number one way to be a teacher is a middle school or, you know, elementary, right? Right. Like, like that's the only teaching I thought, you know, was kind of available to me, like in a regular school, well, even, you know, professors or whatever, but that that was the only way to like, in front of a classroom, right? Or like, like kids really, we think of teachers as in front of kids. We don't think about being a teacher as like to adults. And even if you go into an education degree, like what you're talking about, they don't say, Hey, do you want to go teach college? Or do you want to go teach professional professional? It's really just elementary education. It's really just all kid driven. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of my only, you know, avenue to get into teaching. So that's what I did. And it was honestly a tough decision because I was making a lot of money at USAA. I had a lot of flexibility in my um, scheduling at the time. They allowed us to switch our schedules up as we needed. And I was making really good money and really good bonuses, but I just had that, that tug on my heart. Like you're a teacher, you need to be teaching. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, I fell into both, but I'm part, part of reflecting. Sometimes I say, you know, if I, if I could go back, would I stay in insurance and, um, almost, but I also met my daughter, um, she was, um, one of my middle school students and I adopted her. And so like, I'm, I'm happy that I went into education and had the experience that I had and got, you know, got my daughter from it, um, but if I was able to do what I was doing now back then, oh my gosh, my life would have been so much like so awesome. Um, I absolutely live a dream life right now working for exam FX and teaching these classes. So I think that's awesome. So, so I think that's so cool though. You, you totally get to be able to see the value and what it was. So what did you teach? You said you taught middle school, right? What, what yeah, mostly um, history and uh, English reading and writing. Okay. But how do you feel like that really prepared you for where you are right now? Because I think even if when I'm talking to a client, right, I utilize that concept of being able to talk to people in a different way, different from, I think, how a lot of other insurance professionals do who don't have that training. I'm very... um, I'm very, uh, I, I draw a lot of analogies. I use a lot of examples. I use a mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of, uh, I'm not going to use the word hands on, but very visual images, right? Yes. Um, yeah. People who listen to the podcast, they know that one of my favorite examples of being an independent insurance agent is kind of like, how um, a pair of jeans, right? When we're 18, that pair of jeans that we wear when we're 18 are not the same pair of jeans that we want to wear when we're 30 or when we're 50. Our bodies are not the same. The materials are not the same. We don't need the same pair of jeans as we did when we were 18 versus when we're 30 or 50, right? Same thing with insurance. Our insurance needs change. So therefore, being an independent agent, I get the opportunity to be able to help people with wherever their genes are, right? Yeah. And I love that because things like that help people understand what I do. But I think that really comes back to because I have an elementary education degree. I think that kind of goes back to that. How have you seen that maybe benefit you specifically with working and making that transition with adults? Absolutely. And um, we have incredible instructors at ExamFX, but I am one of the most requested instructors um, because, you know, I, I have that that background degree in education. And what I do is, you know, taking the state exam is very high level jargony 
information that you have to read and sort through. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I, you know, scaffold, which is, you know, small step by small step by small step. And I love to make real world connections. So when I explain these things to people, I will use, you know, metaphors and analogies with things that they already understand. So like, for instance, when we talk about liability, it's very difficult, you know, for people to say, well, I have liability, but you're saying that the insurance is liable to me to pay this to someone else. And I'm like, yes, think about it like this. You are a child and the insurance company is your parent. And whatever you do, you mess up, your parent has to come in and take care of it. And, and so the insurance company is liable to you when you are liable to other people and they, you know, pay your bills for you and take care of your messes and rebuild your house, whatever it is that you're parent or insurance company needs to do, they come in and take care of it. I love that. That's great. That's great. And and the, the people absorb that pretty well that way then? Yes. Um, I get a lot of feedback that the way I explain things, the casual way or the analogies that I use is very helpful. I'm also very visual with um, explaining information. So I'll put the information into charts or graphs, or I'll draw out what I'm explaining so that you know, people, it makes sense to them in a way that they can see it. Because with these, you know, PLE classes, these pre-licensing classes, it's just text, mostly text and video. And so by drawing it out and using charts and explanations, it really helps people, especially the visual learners to connect with the information. And then when I relate it back to something they already know or understand, it makes it infinitely better for them to, to retain that information. And, you know, they always say that in insurance to sell using stories, right? That people yes. connect mm-hmm. with stories. And I'm sure that they can even take some of those stories specifically and, and translate them out to their ability to be able to communicate with the client as well. Right. And whenever they're explaining liability insurance, right? Or why not to have, say, minimums liabilities or why to have a little bit more coverage. We always say to sell using stories. So I love that you empower them to use those and then to be right. able to pass those along in, in their endeavors, moving down the road, wherever it is that they happen to, to, to end up. Um, what is probably one of the coolest education experience slash stories, maybe, and I'm throwing this on you right now. I do apologize, but um, I'm just like, okay, I'm sitting here thinking, well, she's going to look at me like I'm totally crazy, but what is probably one of the coolest, maybe light bulb moments or the coolest things that you've seen with being able to teach that you just love that fires your soul within this kind of environment and within this industry? So I, I, there is, I mean, of of course there are always one stories, but I think the overriding thing that I love so much about my job and insurance is we can take a person who has no degree, no diploma and get them an insurance license by taking the test and access to a career that can make them Mm. so much money. One of my friend, my, one of my dear friends Um, has been my friend for years. And she always worked either, you know, just basic jobs like retail or food industry, um, nothing that really required any level of education or experience. And, um, you know, she, she wanted something bigger, but she, she felt like she didn't have the experience she needed, or it wouldn't lead to the type of freedom that she wanted. And I just kept insisting insurance, insurance, insurance. And right before the pandemic happened, she was working at K Jewelers and she was making good sales, but the commission wasn't exactly what she wanted. And, you know, she's like, I'm selling so well and I'm doing really good at it. 
I'm like, insurance. <laughs> so right before, right before the pandemic happened, she finally got connected with an insurance company and is now, you know, gladly working from home, making a ton of money, um, commission, bonuses, where that wasn't available in a retail mall. And, you know, nothing against the jewelry store, but she would have been out of a job after COVID. Right. Totally. So totally. that that to me is so inspiring. Like she went from regular basic jobs, minimum wage that don't require much to now a career. She loves it. She calls me all the time. Like, I love it. I'm so grateful. I'm so glad I have this job. I'm never leaving this company. She absolutely loves it. And it's just so cool that insurance can do that, that you can go from like nothing to amazingness and, and, you know, making the money that you want, however you want, you want to work for a company. Great. You want to work for yourself. Great. You want to work on the internet. Great. All of those are options. Right. So what do you think holds people back from going in the insurance industry? So, I mean, cause that's one of the things And my, and for me, I had a family in the insurance industry. My mom was a claims secretary for 23 years with state farm. My dad moved around a lot. He was with, um, he was with uh, AAA for a little bit. He was with Allstate for a little bit. He had been with um, in the life and the health industry for a little while as well. And um, I remember as a kid, because I got an elementary education degree, and I remember my mom used to always say, you know, you can always go into insurance. Insurance really pays well. And I was like, I never will go into insurance. Just shoot me first. And I just refused. And why is it that you feel that maybe you've seen, maybe you've heard because you're on that front lines, right? People who don't know for sure if this is really for them. Maybe they're trying out something different. I find that a lot of people think about insurance as almost like a career as a last resort. And then they come on in and they find it and they love it. Maybe they've been laid off somewhere and somebody told them, oh no, you need to go into insurance or whatever. But what, what do you hear is probably one of the biggest mental blocks for people getting into the insurance industry? I think that there are a quite a large number of companies with recruiters that are kind of like sharks. <laughs> like there's a lot, because insurance is such a great way to make money. There are so many companies out there that do insurance and so many different, you know, methods and systems. And some people can be, you know, taken advantage of when yeah, I was yeah. first, you know, wanting to, you know, I did property and casualty. And when I was first looking into life and health, I connected with this company who was like, we'll get you all the leads you need with life and health. And you just need to pay us $600 and we'll get you all set up. And it led to like nothing with, with yeah, no yeah. training or anything. So I think, and if people have heard those stories, like, oh, I tried that and it didn't work out for me and they took my money. Like there are definitely, you know, shady companies, just they're just like in every industry. Right. And I, and I think if people understood that, you know, while there are some bad experiences, there are so many more good experiences. And if you can do your homework about, you know, who is recruiting you and who you're looking at working for, you know, you can make the right decision. So you just need to be cautious heading into it, but know that it's such an amazing career. And once you find your groove, you know, it's going to be golden for you. And I think that's really the key is finding your groove because I think people think they either need to go work for one of the big houses, like, you know, one of the big companies, or they need to go do like what you said, outside sales, where they give you leads and you got to go make your own way. 
people think maybe they need to go work for an agency or they need to go work for, I mean, I've, I've had people on the podcast who, you know, their thing was they had to go work for mom and dad, right? Mom and dad had an agency. And then they just realized that that was just really not their thing, you know, and maybe they decided to go into a different area of insurance. And that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to make sure that with the Power Women in Insurance platform, we celebrate all women of all types of insurance, whether or not people are with the carrier, whether or not they're on the agency side, life and health, personal lines, you know, property casualty, commercial, if they sell, whatever it might be. We've had people on with carriers, people who work on the data end that provide data to carriers. And I, we want to make sure we can say, hey, this is a huge industry, huge. And mm-hmm. you can do anything. You just got to find your place. You just got to find your space. And I think that's really, really important. Do you find yeah. that most people come to you for a licensing that already have kind of a job lined up and this is part of that licensing? Or do you find that they kind of come to you for for the the, the classes with um, an open slate to be able to kind of go figure out where they're going to go. How, how do you see that kind of work itself? Yeah. Out? So with my job specifically, I tend to work for the big uh, insurance companies teaching right. their new hires, but ExamFX biggest sales are just individual, you know, people buying the courses, but most people, when they buy the course, they're already connected to some insurance company or some agency. Very rarely, do we have people just sign up who aren't already in some arrangement or agreement of employment to some extent? Do y'all have any statistics on whether or not people stay with that first job and how long do you guys, do you guys track anything like that? I didn't know if that was anything that you guys do or not. I mean, it's beyond your scope. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily <laughs> do that, but I didn't know if you've heard of anything like within your, your connections or whatever of, of people who get into the industry and maybe stay with a job or a position and then maybe change or grow or, you know, um, I didn't know if you knew of anything like that. I'm, I'm just I, I mean, I don't have exact statistics and it really depends on the company. There are some companies where I will go back to teach another class and see the same people I taught three years ago, and they are so happy at their job. I teach for some companies where I never recognize a face and the class is just, <laughs> so right. I, I, I think it's, it's just like anything else, you know, I, especially with, if you're doing insurance in a call center, you really got to find your fit. Yeah, and yeah. so depending on how they set it up and what kind of company they are, will determine if the people stay or not. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Yeah. And I think it's our culture, right? Just like with any business, right? And it's their culture. I mean, if you end up, even if you work for a big company and you get like a, a, a difficult manager, right? You're you're not going to like it as much. It doesn't mean the company's, you know, bad or whatever. Maybe you just need a different department or a different manager within the same mm-hmm. area. There's a lot of different factors that go into that too. So it's not just insurance. I just always wonder that question because right. I believe 
that insurance is one of the best industries ever. We protect our economy. And I always say that insurance is the backbone of our financial economy of our country because of the fact that it not only puts us back into a decent position if something went wrong, it supports our banking system. We could never get the cars, the leases, the homes that we have. We could never, you know, I mean, how many of us have family members in industries that are at least somewhat supported by the insurance industry, either health, um, you know, roofing. Um, and like when I um, I had a water claim back two years ago and you think about the painting industry, the flooring industry, you talk about, you know, the restoration industry, you talk about ambulances and, and, and physical therapists that are there from after, you know, situations, chiropractors, how many of dentists, you know, to be able to fix people people's teeth after maybe something happens. If we really look at the depth of the financial recovery and the financial support that the insurance industry supports, either through claims, through the economy as far as employment, and or through just putting people back through our financial situations, it is such the best industry on the planet. I mean, I, I don't have anything else for it. It's the best no, industry honestly. On the I honestly was thinking the other day, because I, I teach about insurance and I say it's a little bit kind of actually like socialism. Everybody pays in, some people take it out, but they figured it out how to make a profit with it. So right. I'm like, I think we should have some insurance industries, people start running our government to some extent because they figured out how to help everybody and make money. When you think about Medicare um, insurance, I teach insurance agents to sell Medicare who then go on to make six figures a year. Yeah. So they're making tons of money off of insuring the elderly population. So insurance companies know not only how to support people and to take care of them, but to also make money doing it. Right. Right. Um, I, I also was watching the Gilmore Girls the other night and um, the the rich father sells insurance and Rory had said, how's the insurance industry going? He's like, people die, we pay. People crash their car, we pay. Houses burn down, we pay. Like, And they're sitting in this rich mansion. So it's like you're working for a company that not only helps other people when they're in a bad situation, you're making money doing it. And getting like, it's just, it's a, it's a plus for everybody. Like everybody wins. Like it's hard to find Absolutely. something bad about insurance. Absolutely. And I think if we, if we, I, I wish, I wish, and this is more of a, this is more just the American culture. Okay. I wish some of us would travel more because if we really saw countries that did not have an insurance based backbone to their economy, we could really see how people who, you know, they takes a whole community to be able to build a home. Maybe they, start with one room and then the next year they add another room and then the next year they add another room and then they got to go, you know, in the middle of that, they're building Uncle John's house too, right? And then somebody has a house fire. Well, then they all got to go move in with Uncle John and they got to go starting all over again, one room, right? And they're all physically making the bricks and they're all doing all this stuff and they're doing it as they're, you know, holding down jobs and having babies and they're physically doing this. And it takes them like five to 10 years to build their own homes because they have to do it out of their own cash and they have to do it with our own hands, right? I know wow. that a couple of years ago, I went down to Belize and that was just really, you know, you see these homes and like like half of it's built and half of it's not. And and the driver, the taxi drivers were on our way to do zip lining or something. It's like, yeah, that house has been that way for like five years. They ran out of money. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it really shows us how good we have it and how our insurance industry 
helps to put people back where they were to begin with. Because even if it's a difficult situation, even if it's stressful, they're going to be back in their home, a home. They're going to be put back into that that position. And whether or not it's life insurance, you know, that you take care of, you know, the most devastating time when when somebody loses their partner or their mother or their child, they get the opportunity to know that that certain expenses are going to be taken care of with maybe health insurance or life insurance or that they're going to be okay and they can take that time to mourn, you know, and what a gift that, like you said, with the socialism idea, some, not every, you know, everybody pays, you know, people pay in and then as people need it, they get it back, but it might not be every two years or every five years. So we need to remember that as we continue to pay those premiums and we think, oh, we're never going to benefit. We do in the long run and we do with the stability of our economy. Yeah. I mean, you might pay your car insurance premium, you know, a hundred dollars a month and be like, I never get anything. You have one accident, all your money back. Plus yep. as soon as you have that accident and insurance, you know, everybody needs insurance. Mm-hmm. Every driver needs insurance. Every homeowner needs insurance. Every money maker in the family needs insurance. It is something every single person needs to some extent. And my gosh, how amazing to to make that your career, that you sell something that everybody needs, that everybody wants, that everybody would benefit from. And to know that you're selling literally peace of mind. Yeah. Like that's just crazy. Like I am making sure that your family will be protected. If you die, if your house burns down, if you get diagnosed with cancer, if you crash your car, any one of those things that happens, I'm going to be right here to help you. Like that's just so powerful. It is. It is. So tell me a little bit specifically about exam FX. So I know that there are lots of different companies out there that people can do their licensing through. I know you've kind of said that you do a lot with corporations and the big, the big companies will will hire you guys. But you also said that that a lot of your business is also people who want to be able to individually get licensed to tell me about what you guys do, what your platform looks like, and kind of how you guys have been able to connect directly with the different methodologies of being able to get licensed. Yeah, so we um, are one of the largest pre-licensing providers. We service all, 50, pretty sure, all 50 states. Nice. Um, life and health, property, casualty, as well as the securities, um, continuing education. So we're kind of like a one-stop shop for all the things you need, financial service industry-wise. Um our courses come in like different levels of packages. You can get, you know, just the text and the practice exams. You could get the text and videos. You could get the text and live online instruction. And right. I think that the live online instruction is something that really sets us apart because we offer um, both life and health and PNC classes online with an instructor. You can ask a question in a chat box and it gets answered. Um, you, you know, you can talk live with them. And to get that one-on-one support. And then additionally, we have instructor support and an instructor support email. And um, I, I manage that inbox when I'm not teaching. And so people will email and say, hey, I need help understanding this concept. And we reply back to them with charts, graphs, explanations, whatever it is that they need to understand that information. So you almost have access to a tutor without having to pay for it. So right. when you when you buy your class, you know, using that instructor support email or taking the live online class and or both is going to give you that head up to be able to understand the information and be able to, you know, pass your exam. We also have a guarantee exam 
which basically says if you can pass it, then and then you take your state exam within three days. If you fail, we'll give you your money back for the course. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we we have that option. If, if it doesn't work out for you, we'll give you your money back according to the rules. Right. Every state right. has specific rules, asterisks, yep. you know, exceptions. <laughs> but we do, have, you know, so that that live online instruction, the, you know, email support and um, that guarantee to get your money back if you don't pass. I mean, I think that's what sets us apart from a lot of different companies. Well, you really seem to be able to hit on all the learning styles and people want to be able to read and people want to be able to talk to you and engage with you. People just want to watch videos and the, the scheduling, right? Of people scheduling it because a lot of people come into this industry, especially on the individual level, and they may have other things going on. So they need to do it kind of on their own time in a flexible yeah. environment. So I love that. I think that's Yeah. Awesome. And, and uh, you know, the average individual will take four to six weeks two to four, two to six weeks to get through the course if they're studying it by themselves and probably they have a full-time job as well or whatever. Um, One of the things that we do with our custom classes, so custom classes are generally purchased by companies that have a large group of people, or I mean, even five. I just taught a class last week that only had seven, but our custom classes are usually purchased by insurance companies and those ones, uh, we, we, we take people from zero to passing in a span of two to four days instead of the two to four weeks. Nice. So that's a big, that's an amazing option, I think, for insurance companies who have these new hires and they can just get everybody passing in this. Cond- I love to call them, I'm a condenser. I condense <laughs> the information that you need to learn you know, down to the, you know, the bare bones and, you know, get people passing. And I think one of the biggest, um, it just came to me that I wanted to share this. I think one of the biggest things when you're wanting to pass your state exam is being aware of the exam breakdown. Mm -hmm. And it's because every state, you know, has different chapters and each chapter represents a certain number of questions on the exam. So I was just looking at Florida, for instance, one of their chapters is like, 25% 25% of the test. So wow. one quarter of the whole test comes in wow. one chapter, but then so really another chapter where to study too. So, I mean, yes. to know that that is, you know, Hey, these pages are super important. Yes. If, if people, if people treat each chapter as important, they can waste time. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons I'm able to condense, you know, our education is because I'm like, look, it, it, the insurance for senior citizens in Florida is only worth two questions on your state exam, but it's 14 pages of reading, you know, read it, but it's not something you need to like super spend your time on go to the Florida state law, which is like 20 some percent of your exam. And so every state is so different and every exam breakdown is so different. So knowing where the questions come from and focusing on that chapter the most is going to set you up for success. I love that. That is awesome because I think that fear is really one of the probably the most inhibiting things because people talk about good test takers, right? And some people are really great test takers. Some people are just naturally not. We overthink things or maybe we have other things that kind of hold us back. But it's that fear, too, that we don't know what's on the test, that we get these. 400 page books, right? Or 350, 400 pages. Yep. They go, oh, there's going to be a hundred questions. Well, how in the world do you find which pages and sections are the most important and all of that? And it becomes, especially when people take four to six weeks to be able to study it, your brain's going the whole time. Is this really important? What do I need to do? And then we yeah. take the exams and maybe we get a 
72% on one section and a 96 on another. Well, well, you know, do we really need to go back and restudy that? You know, there, there's all that fear you guys take out of the equation with that process to really kind of guide and say, you know what, your 72 is good enough on those two questions. You're good. You're good. Let's yeah. Go I don't care if section. you scored only 50% on dental, which asked you two questions, but how did you score on provisions, which asked you 27 questions? Let's focus on that chapter. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure that takes away a lot of fear from a lot of people. So how many people do you yeah. guys generally have go through your platform in, in say um, any given time, say a year or, or, or like a quarter? How, how many people do you guys have go through? A lot. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, was, I, we, I could say our, our classes. So what I do know is that, um, cause I'm not really involved in the individual purchasing, right. you know, but I do know it's a lot of people. Our classes that we sell our custom classes have increased 500% from last year and last year increased 200% from the year before. Wow. So, so, um, and, and, and when you look back at when I was hired, <laughs> the wow, I you got a raise, girl. <laughs> right. I hope you got a raise. Cause y'all are teaching more people. Wow. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So 200 and 500% in consecutive years is a lot of people and a lot of yes. teaching and a lot of education. Well, congratulations to you guys and congratulations to the industry. I hope it's yeah. booming and growing through all of this, uh, all of this stuff. Was it, right now it's um, end of April. We're coming up. We are in the end of April. Last week in April in 2021. So I think it's amazing that we're seeing. Hopefully the industry growing. People opening up to it. Hopefully we can bring in some really, really good, strong industry people for for yeah. the next quote unquote generation. But yet at the same point, be able to really you know entice some new people in. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I think it's a great career for, you know, Gen Z coming in. Um, my daughter personally does not like being on someone else's schedule and she right. wants her own schedule and insurance. You get to do that and, you know, have the flexibility that you want, you know, work in the States that you want is so much flexibility and freedom. And, you know, if you want to work for a couple months, make some thousands of dollars and go travel Europe and then come back, by all means, you're able to do that with insurance. So I think it's a great, great career for Gen Z to get into if they, you know, if they're looking for something. I'm always talking to, I love Gen Z. I think they're the greatest and they're heading on in. And I think it'd be really cool. I want to actually... I've been talking about this with um, my boss, but being, having been a, you know, adoptive mom, there's a lot of foster youth that could, could benefit from an insurance career. And because there's so many different places. And I know one of the biggest struggles for the companies that we teach for is getting people in the classes. So, you know, hiring people for these classes to get them licensed. And I'm like, man, what if we were to you know, connect with the youth in foster care or the youth that are aging out, right. get them a coupon for exam FX and then have them take the course. And then they're fully, you know, available for an insurance company to come scoop them up. So we're working on something like that. Um, I think it would be wonderful. That is a good idea. That, it would solve a few problems. It would take care of the foster, the aged out foster youth who need a career, they probably don't have a GED or a diploma. Well, they don't need one with insurance. You just got to take the test. Um, and, and you know, the, the ability, the freedom that you have to choose which kind of company you work for. And then it would solve the problem of insurance companies needing to find people to hire. We just, you know, 
I've got a whole bunch of people who just got trained. So I'm, it's an idea I'm working on, but I, 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 I'm so passionate about people being able to get careers in insurance because it's so flexible and there's so much money available and it helps people. You're literally selling peace of mind. Like that's wild because like we're in our thoughts all day long. We have worries all day long. I wonder, you know, how many people now that, you know, COVID has happened, how many people are going to go out there and need to buy disability insurance or buy insurance for if you, you know, you get out of work or, you know, whatever, or or life insurance, life insurance. Yeah. We've seen a big increase in life insurance in the past year. So yeah, I mean, totally get that. And I just, you know, this is so sad, but a friend of mine, they're young, they're in their thirties and her husband out of nowhere was just diagnosed with cancer in his colon and he doesn't have insurance and he's got five years and that's it. He's got, they've got kids and without insurance, you know, that, that, you know how that looks. And so by having insurance, it solves that problem. And I think more people will understand the need of that now with COVID. Um, So it's, 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 it, to help people, to give them peace of mind, like that's just so powerful. Absolutely. Well, Melissa, if people want to reach out to you, if people want to be a part of Exam FX, or if, if they if they want to be around it in any way, shape, or form, tell me a little bit about what that would look like and how would they be able to reach out to you for more information? Yeah. So if you are interested in buying a course or getting, you know, getting started to get licensing, you can just straight up go to examfx.com and it's exam. E-X-A-M and then F like Fox, X like X-ray. So examfx.com to get started with the course. If you want to talk to me directly at examfx, you can email instructor support at examfx.com. And um, if you're interested in working for us, because we are hiring part-time instructors with that 500% increase, my goodness, we need a lot of instructors. So if there is anyone who has experience in insurance or securities, they can come teach for us. And our pay is 25 to 35 an hour, depending on your experience. We have some part-time people making, you know, 1200 a week. Um, on their spare time. Nice. Um, so it's it's a great, great place to work and to get your you know license. If you're in if you are interested in working for us, um, we are owned by Ascend Learning and they can put in an application there for teaching. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, you know what? I really, really appreciate your time today. This has been amazing. And I'm so excited to be able to talk to you, a powerful woman in the education space for insurance, empowering the next generation of agents and underwriters and adjusters and people making a difference in the insurance space. And I think that is super powerful. Thank you so much for your contribution. And I really, really, really appreciate you. You have been amazing. Yeah, I've enjoyed this. It's been great. Well, thank you. Well, you guys, if anybody wants to be able to reach on out, make sure that you do that. Her name's Melissa Pierzina. She is on Facebook and tons of different places. Like I said, go check her out at Exam FX. But we are excited today to be able to talk to her about the education piece of the insurance space. And uh, everybody, make sure that you do tune in to Power Women in Insurance every week. We have a brand new episode where we feature a new power woman here to talk to us about a different area of the insurance space, their personal journey, who they are, and the amazingness that the insurance industry has to offer. So make sure that you subscribe and we'll talk to you guys next week. Everybody have a good one. 